Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It's Weird Islanders, the podcast, back once again. My name is Dan. That is Mike. Uh, what's going on tonight, Mike? It's a status quo. I'm just sitting here and hiding from <laughs> hockey as much as I can. And But once again, uh, another Weird Islanders, another yeah. Weird Islander coming to the rescue to take our mind off of the atrocity that's going yeah. on in the NHL playoffs right now. Listen, I'm I'm declaring this a Rangers free zone. That whatever happens right now for this time while we record this with our great guest, Rangers don't exist. So we don't have to worry about them. We can put them out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, and then you can worry about them when we're done. Uh, but we do have a weird Islander, a guy who uh, I think a lot of people forget actually was an Islander, and uh, he uh, was chosen by our guest, and so we'll bring him on. Uh, you definitely, if you're an Islanders fan, you definitely know our guest as the founder and proprietor of the legendary offside tavern. If you were not able to get to the New York city location or to the UBS arena location, you definitely know him from his ubiquitous MSG networks commercials over the last few years. He has gotten more airtime on Islanders games than Ross Johnson has (laughs) because the offside (laughs) is a great place and he is a great guy and he's our friend and his name is Nick Costa. Nick, what's going on? How are you gentlemen? I'm very, very well. Yes, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, very excited that we end up having a mutual friend. 
in uh, previous <laughs> Weird Islanders guest, Michael Paul Smith. So uh, we're, we're uh, glad to have you on. Uh, so uh, how was the first season of Offside at UBS Arena? It must have been pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was super fun. It was an honor to uh, have them bring us into the arena like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an arena. It's not, you know, your mm. your, your local bar that I'm uh, accustomed to to taking care of. So, you know, <laughs> like the, the arena people took care of the offside. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Right. I, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's pretty funny but uh but uh you know it was great to see you there and and uh you know it was pretty exciting has have you ever liked like been talking to somebody at either the original offside or the ubs offside and then like your commercial come on like right behind you and then the person you're talking to been like hey that's you like, yeah that-, <laughs> that 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 happened um a lot at uh the og offside <laughs> because that, yeah that first season when that that commercial first aired like we were the first one that they shot they and right. then they they went on to shoot uh other ones featuring mm. other fans that had uh you know business with with the aisles and so, but that first one it was like the only one they had in the can for mm. the first like <laughs> four or five months right and it played every commercial break <laughs> every single one and like yeah and it was mm. it was super fun you know we would have mm. a packed bar and it would be like oh my god i'm at the bar that's on the tv right now and you mm. know people would, would go crazy and they'd be like oh my god that's you and i was like yeah i know <laughs> i need to lose weight <laughs> um so yeah i mean it was it it super surreal mm. same thing with being inside ubs it's sure bizarre it's, yeah it's incredible i love it but it's funny. It's still just so surreal. Yeah, right. Um, did you have any like Islanders, like former or current, show up and and like kind of have a sit down and have a drink or this year at at, at old offside? Yeah, 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 quite a few. Um, uh, Anders Lee and his wife came in. Ah. Um, Brock Nelson came in. The uh, future Weird Isles uh, topic, Michael Del Col. Um, <laughs> He came in as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was super fun. You're and, one of the and, few people and on Butchie Earth. And Shannon, and Shannon, Shannon Hogan came in one night just to watch the uh, the Blues game with a friend of hers. Oh, that's cool. Lovely. lovely. Excellent. Excellent. You're you're one of the few the few humans to have actually laid laid eyes on Michael Dal Cole in the flesh. So yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> special feeling, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, we ha- I we saved have the security footage from that night just so that people you know, believe me. <laughs> It really happened, I swear. I swear, he's he's a real person. Uh, so he might be a future weird islander. I don't know. He's, he, I don't know how many games. I mean, he's been around forever, but he may have only played a handful of games for all I know. Uh, I haven't looked it up. But uh, we have a current, uh, an actual weird islander to talk about. And uh, you made the pick, and it's a fantastic pick. And again, I, I was telling you before, I forgot I even put this guy in the list. So I'm really glad <laughs> you spotted him because uh, this ought to be a great topic. So Nick Costa, will you please reveal the topic of tonight's? Weird Islanders, the podcast. Tonight, Weird Islanders, the podcast topic is Raffy Torres. <laughs> Raffy Torres. Uh, just the name, surely somewhere in the NHL Department of Player Safety, somebody's ears are getting <laughs> right. perked up. Oh, my God. Somebody said it. Somebody said the name. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll talk about all the suspensions and stuff later on. But, like, we, we were just ch- talking a second ago, like, the, the Rafi Torres that, that played for the Islanders 
wasn't really that guy who got suspended every five minutes uh, towards the end of his career, like 10 years later. Um, but uh, what what made you pick Rafi Torres, a guy who honestly his, his Islanders career has kind of been forgotten by just about everybody, including probably Rafi Torres? Probably. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you sent me over the list and um, yeah, yeah, I looked I looked down it and yeah, I think it was exactly what you said. It was that moment of, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he 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 was first and I, he was a, a highly drafted yep islander he he was taken fifth overall in 2000 the same uh the same year we we took dipietro number one um but another reason that it, it jumped out at me was i was 18 or 19 years old at the time and and i met the guy oh wow I, I met him when he was a New York Islander, and he was just lovely. He was a lovely man. That's funny. Uh, so uh, how did that happen? Where and when uh, about did, did you get to meet him? Um, so my first, I guess, we would, yeah, I'd call it my first job in restaurants, although I was a cook at Pizza Hut when I was 15. <laughs> Uh, I don't count that though. But my first uh, my first job in restaurants was at the Cheesecake Factory in Westbury, ah, uh, right near the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, so I was a host at the time, and I wasn't even waiting tables yet. Um, and uh, this nice older couple come in, and they said, um, "Torres, party of three. <laughs> and this was the Cheesecake Factory back in 2000. And, you know, it was like a two and a half hour wait on a Friday night. And I told them how long it was. They put their name on the list. And they turn around as their their son is walking in. And it's it's Rafi Torres. <laughs> and wow. I, was like, I was like, oh, T- Torres. <laughs> right, right this way <laughs> and like they were they were like visibly confused <laughs> as to what was going on and they were like i you, you just said it was gonna be two hours so and i was like i was like oh no 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 um i know who your son is <laughs> and, they, and they were like oh that's awesome okay great let's go <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. yeah so so yeah and you know i shook his hand and he thanked me and i was like you know root for you go isles mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, four, 14 games later he was never an islander again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the quintessential guy where you both feel that he was here a lot longer than he was because of like you said he was number five pick overall in, in, a, in a in an infamous draft for the mm-hmm. islanders um so you just you just assume that he was around and when we when we were like going over this dan told me who we were picking and i was looking to see um i in my head i was like okay rafi torres season and a half he's probably played right know, five games maybe before he probably had like six goals nine assists <laughs> something like that not nope he was 14 games <laughs> no goals one assist and then ends up getting traded with brad Isbister for another you know just a beautifully weird islander in, in yanni Nidema. <laughs> yanni and, and, and that was what, and I, and that was 2003 or 2004, whatever that was, 2003. And, um, you know, this was, of course, pre fast internet, pre Twitter, pre mm. all that. So the way you found out about trades was you, you were either watching Sports Center and on the 
back then they were still covering hockey. So you'd see it maybe on the bottom line. But I remember right. the Ninema trade I found out in the, the paper the next day, which is just crazy to think that there was a time where you found out that Rafi Torres got traded by the Islanders you know, 18 hours later. That was actually how I found out that they drafted Di Pietro was the next day in Newsday. Because like, yeah, same thing. Like I hadn't seen it. I don't even know if I had ESPN at the time. And I was I woke up the next day. I'm like, they did what? To do to get who and it's a whole thing, but uh, but yeah, that that draft was infamous and he was taken fifth overall, uh, you know, four spots behind behind Rick DiPietro and of course sandwiched in between Danny Heatley, uh, Marion Gabrick and the legendary Radislav Klesla, the uh, uh, yeah. Blue Jackets legend, who uh, I guess he would end up playing with. You know, it's funny too. Like here we are talking about how nobody remembers him playing for the Islanders, but Rafi Torres was also a Buffalo Saber and. A Columbus Blue Jacket, and I didn't remember that either. <laughs> so uh, it's his time. And with... a Coyote too, I, be- I believe. Yeah. Well, it was with the Coyotes that he he racked up a lot of those suspensions. So yeah. That part Coyotes. I remember. But Edmonton, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I I mean, Buffalo Saber Rafi Torres definitely did not yeah, cross my didn't mind. Didn't ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, so. That was the thing too. When I when I when I chose Rafi Torres and I saw his name on the list, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll I'll there's stuff I can I can talk about him other than his family coming in to dine at the <laughs> Um and then after a little more dicking, I realized there's really not. <laughs> nope. Not not from an islander's perspective for sure. Like right. like Mike an said. Assist yeah. Mark Parrish goal. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Six total assists, uh thirty one games, and uh yeah, not much of a mark at all. He only even had 16 penalty minutes. Like, he didn't even really have – that's what I was saying. Like, the guy he became – I mean, I remember him being kind of like a physical forward, but, like, that was about it. And uh, did have a lengthy stay in Bridgeport, though, um, back then. Yeah, yeah, two two basically basically two full seasons in Bridgeport. He scored 37 goals over the course of those two seasons, so that's not too bad. Not but bad. Uh, yeah. No. But, uh, yeah, his time as an Islander was short. It's so short, in fact – I forgot what number he wore, and I did not realize that he was part of the 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 cursed 16. The uh, yeah, yeah. two two good 16s in Islanders history, and <laughs> Rafi Torres wasn't one of them. So. Wasn't one. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, but yeah, yeah that, so. that team too, like his his timing, yeah, was kind of cursed for an for an Islander high draft pick because you know they bring in Pekka and Yashin and and O'Coin and Hammerlick were coming and. So they they got good overnight for a team that was – they just won the – you know, they, they had the first overall pick and the fifth overall pick in a, in a draft. You'd think, oh, this is a rebuilding team that Torres mm. will probably get a lot of playing time. And, I mean, DiPietro didn't even because they end up getting Osgood in the waiver <laughs> draft. Like that, right. that, right. that season just went – when you say off the rails, usually it's a bad connotation. But that season went off the rails in, in a good way. And, <laughs> and Rafi Torres was kind of just standing in line, I guess, waiting for his opportunity. <laughs> While, uh, while the Islanders were like, just became a, a veteran team overnight. Right. Like you, you look at the top six, nine forwards of that team. And it's just guys who were, who were either had created, you know, pretty good career elsewhere or guys who like, like, like the parishes and Isbisters of the world who, who were kind of coming into their own at the time and, and were a few years ahead of Ed Torres. And then you like, you look around them and it's like, okay, 
he's not gonna get above Dave Scatchard right now or <laughs> you know Matt's Lindgren. These are like veteran, right. good veteran presence. And like he 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 kind of was he kind of should what Trent Hunter was a couple of years later was what Rafi Torres probably should have been. Should have been in yeah. 2001. Like he should have been like this guy who's yeah in his first season power forward, good shot, like a little a little bit of a a, a maniac. Uh, I mean mm. Hunter, of course, is not not a maniac, <laughs> but what Torres right. was like they uh but they're kind of timelines got mixed up and then it ends up being hunter making his play his debut that year in the playoffs yeah. um yeah so like they just you know they were like ships passing in the night the two of those guys right um and yeah and I, it's ironic that you, you say that because yeah you're 100 right uh in looking at video uh again there wasn't much we did find uh one assist he had you're right yash has been their best forward by a wide margin yeah you know he's been second best torres He's played well. He had one great chance where he just couldn't elevate the puck all alone in front of the net. Now he's got it, throws it in front. They score! Alexei Yashin makes sure everybody knows who got it. And the Islanders have tied it 3-3. Three three. That was almost a delayed reaction. And who was it? Torres that took the shot on goal. And Yashin was being tied up. I don't think he got it with his stick. I think, if anything, it deflected off his body and then in. Good job by Parrish. There it is. Torres just throws it at the net, and it goes off the, I think it just goes off the leg of Yashin. Right there and redirects in. You know, I don't know if it was uh, anybody's idea of, uh, of some kind of great memorable uh, assist or anything like that. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, basically, first point, basically. But uh, I noticed that he played on a line a lot with Brad Isbister, uh, who, again, he would be traded with. And, like, again, that team, to me, always, you know, the infl- in the infusion of the Pekkas and Yashin and, and even Blake and guys like that, like, that pushed those guys, Isbister, Torres, Kavasha, kind of down the roster, and they didn't really do a whole lot with that time, unfortunately. And so it is ironic that... I think there was a line in one video where it was Isbister, Kavasha, and uh, and Torres. It was like, what? <laughs> really? These guys are on a line together? Oh my god! I'm, that, that line, I, I probably, I'm sure I booed that line at some point. In some <laughs> you can't. Come on. Nobody ever booed Ole Kavasha. Oh, no, not that hair. No. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel like too. I can remember going to games that season, and you know how they show those. Uh, uh, you know, pre pre game like pre hype pre game right. hype videos where the the players look up and back then it was Sparky maybe like riding that pirate ship and it was like the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean theme song like whatever it was and Torres yeah, the, being the, the flyover yeah yeah right. yes exactly and and then Torres was the was like one of the main guys and they kept him there you know because they don't they don't like edit the, they never edited those vids videos back then i mean oh, if, no, that, that was before iMovie. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like like i mean you'd, you'd go to a game in, in you know 2017 after peter regan departed for europe back to europe he'd still be in there and bouchard like you'd see guys and they would just be like nobody knows who these guys are nobody's gonna notice this and islander fans are like oh look you know there's peter regan still on the the pre the pre-game video and, and torres was i think dph was too it's like this is so awkward because i think they ended it the video if i remember correctly ended with Osgood, Yashin, and Pekka, and Osgood mm-hmm. just being like, you know, we 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 don't need Rick yet. Like, we don't need him in this video. <laughs> we certainly don't need Rafi. Yeah, it was a different time, uh, for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so after 
31 uh, goalless, but not pointless uh, games as an Islander. He was shipped out with his Bister to the Edmonton Oilers for Yanni Ninema. And another thing I completely forgot about, it's funny that for a guy whose name you'll never forget and whose face you can never possibly forget, everything about everything else about Rafi Torres I've completely forgotten about. And so I had totally forgotten that his first two years in Edmonton. Now, I, I was a fan of Ninema's. I, I thought he was pretty good uh, at the time. You know, he was kind of that smooth skating defenseman that I kind of like. But that trade had a real potential to be a disaster because Rafi Torres' first two years in Edmonton were pretty damn good. He had yeah. 20 goals the first year, 27 the second year, and then he went to the cup final that year. So Yeah, and, and that, that cup final team is is one of my favorite non-Islander teams ever <laughs> because I watched that that oil right. spill. I can't remember what the documentary is called on YouTube, but it's just follow, they followed that team around. Mm. And you look at that team, you're like, there is nobody that is good on this team. I don't know how that team made the Stanley, Stanley Cup. <laughs> like Ryan Smith was their best player, and, and you know, with all due respect to him, he's not, you know, right. he's 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 a he's a he's an ornament. Like he's right. not a he's not the star of a show. And yeah. you look look up and down that roster, like, oh god, they're they're sending out George Larocque and Rafi Torres and Ethan Morrow between them. Mm. That's why they kept winning because nobody wanted to go get on the ice against these guys. Right. Yeah, he was good, but like Ninema became he he still is just i don't he's like a narwhal like mm. you, you don't know if he actually is real you like you know there are nature documentaries and you see right. narwhals you're like no i know i get it like but was he is it actually it could be real? made up yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny um nick do, do you remember like what happened like your feelings when when torres was was traded like were you like oh that was the guy from cheesecake factory or were you like that was really dumb. Why did we give up Raptorius for Yanni Ninema? <laughs> no, I mean, I remember, I remember the Ninema trade, and mm. I, like yourself, I was, uh, I, I liked Yanni Ninema. Mm. Like I thought he was, yeah, a, a really good, like you said, silky smooth skating mm. defenseman, and he, he filled the need at the time. And yeah, Torres wasn't really mm. doing much for us at the time, so see ya. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he never got a table from me again. <laughs> Although I'm sure he ate at a cheesecake factory in Edmonton. Probably, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at that list, and how, how dare you say there was no one with talent? Michael Pekka was on that that Edmonton right, team, that's true. but that was <laughs> yeah. like post Darcy Tucker, yeah. Michael Pekka. So it was, yeah, he was a husk of himself. Yeah, he was shell. Yeah, he, yeah. You looked at his face like after that after that Tucker hit. Every time you saw Pekka like getting interviewed, you're like, wow, that guy's seen some ghosts or something he yeah. like had always had like a scraggly beard and a black eye and <laughs> like, yeah. uh, i missed you I, I mean that first season of michael pecka man oh my god was just he was the best and then he just darcy tucker took that away from us and he'll never he be forgiven <laughs> ever uh, ever definitely never um so after four years in edmonton I mean, Torres was so again. He had 20 goals the first year, 27 the next year, on a you know pretty good on a really good team. Went all the way to the Cup final, and then the bottom dropped out. He just uh, went down to 15 goals the next year, which isn't isn't too bad. No. But then five, I guess the next year he's probably hurt, and then he finds himself in Columbus, which again, I mean, if you didn't remember his Islanders time, I guarantee you're not going to remember <laughs> his Blue Jackets time. Um, and then he finds his way getting traded to Buffalo, which he also went scoreless, uh, goalless for in 14 games in 2009-2010. Uh, uh, he signs with Vancouver, 14 goals, not too bad. Uh, and then he gets to Phoenix. And it was 
this time, Vancouver, Phoenix kind of connection, and then eventually he finishes up with San Jose, where Rafi Torres becomes sort of public enemy number one as far as the the Department of Player Safety goes. I sent so we do research before we do these episodes, and the list of suspensions is nearly as long as the list of of his transactions. Like there's just a million yeah. of them, and 21 games, 41 games he was suspended. 41 games. I mean. Was, did, he, did he stomp on someone? Is that what the 41 game was? No, no. 41 was uh, it was a hit to the head on uh, Silverberg. Yeah. Right, and, right. But uh, that actually broke the record for longest suspension held yeah. at that time by Chris Simon. Of the uh, right. Right. <laughs> first stomping yeah. on yes. Jarko right. Rucci. <laughs> right that's what that's what it was that's where the stomping came in yeah, yeah. it was definitely a stomp. there was a stomp it, it wasn't right. his stomp don't uh yeah don't assign a, a stomping to Rafi Torres that didn't actually happen <laughs> no, no. no no he was totally clean he would never <laughs> no, <laughs> no of course not um yeah. but yeah something about down, he was clean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but something about playing on the west coast man just just set this guy off like he just set it off and so he was suspended when he was Vancouver for four games for elbowing Jordan Everly in the head Yep. Uh, then he was, then it was a, uh, just a short two games for charging Nate Prosser. This is when he was with Phoenix. Then he was suspended 21 games with the Coyotes, which was a playoff game, uh, yeah. because he hit Marion Hosa, uh, during that run to the playoffs when the Coyotes, uh, beat the Blackhawks and they went, they ended up losing to the Kings in the Western Conference final. That was the one I think that really got people being like, this guy's a real piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, was, like he had been kind of like a pest for a long time, but he kind of like avoided suspensions and stuff that, that hit. I remember the picks and the, the torches and pitchforks were really out for that one because Marion host is like a beloved player. Like, right. You know, and, wants- and he doesn't, he doesn't get out of the way. Like he mm. has opportunity to not nail the guy with in the head. Right. And yeah. he chooses not to. And it's, you know, it's obvious. I mean, granted, they slow it down. and But, you know, these guys are pros. Right. You got to know better. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it was a it was I remember it being really, really brutal. And then the fact that, like, the Coyotes ended up winning the series and, you know, ending you know, what could have been, I guess, a dynasty. Although I guess they're still kind of a dynasty um, made it even worse. And I was like, oh, great. But he was suspended for. The rest of that playoff series and then or the rest of that playoff season and then a bunch of games the next season ends up getting traded to the Sharks. And one of the links I included here was from uh, Battle of California, which was an SB Nation site where Ducks, Kings and Sharks riders all got together, kind of roast their teams and, and each other. And um, the article, uh, the URL for the article is just um, Raffy. Like there was a Sharks fan who was like, I don't want this this guy on my team and and sure enough got suspended six playoff games for hitting jared stole in the head (laughs) and then the 41 gamer i mean i I don't even know i i remember him getting suspended and him being kind of like the the talk of the league and then being like boy am i glad nobody remembers this guy's an island like it just was like it's one less thing i gotta worry about that people people blaming on the islanders is like well if it wasn't you guys it wouldn't be this guy wouldn't even be in the league well I'm sure somebody would have brought him in, but, right. uh, but yeah. So, I mean, did you sort of follow his career at all while this was all going on or was it just sort of like every time he messed up it was like, yep, that's Rafi. It, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I would see a suspension. Yeah. Rafi, what would your mom and dad think? <laughs> you know, they're lovely people. 
Right. Like I met them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was that little bit of a, a personal connection to him. I mean, ever so slight, like yeah. maybe three minutes in total interaction, but, <laughs> uh, but still, you know, as you know, 18, 19 year old Nick was, I was super pumped. I was right. telling everybody and nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they at least take a picture of it and like hang him up in the in the lobby or was that a, oh, is that a Vincent's clam bar trademark? You can't do that's, that. Yeah, that's Vince, they've got the uh, they've got sold rights on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's well, I mean, it's it's that's a very like Islanders Long Island story too. Like there are so many people that you talk to, and throughout. You know, past I don't know for me twenty something years since I've been a fan, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I I know player X because I ran into him at what? Well, maybe it's Vincent's or mm. or you know, oh yeah, Brian Cooper or whatever. And or <laughs> in the early the early aughts, it was the Cheesecake Factory, and yeah, they 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 migrated over to uh to Vincent's I guess eventually when every time the Islanders would put out like a a program like oh what's your favorite restaurant on Long Island <laughs> and then uh, Eric Eric Cairn Steve Webb everybody oh Vincent's Ole Kavasha somewhere in Sheepshead Bay but uh yeah every, everyone else would just always be Vincent's <laughs> that's funny I mean um, that's that's the beauty of our team though it's like yeah. you know these guys are they're in our backyard yeah <laughs> sure are. yeah Rafi Torres is in your backyard man yeah <laughs> look out <laughs> call the cops Rafi Torres is in my backyard <laughs> um but uh but yeah so and and you know it's funny too because his time with the Sharks was also really really short I mean 16 games which is like half the time he's been with the Islanders <laughs> and uh but he still managed to score 11 points in those 16 games which is pretty impressive especially yeah. when he got suspended twice um, so I, he's just such a, he's just such an odd duck. Like, it's just, he was, this guy had skill, like he could play and he just decided at some point, I'm going to just be a head hunting piece of garbage. And he just went out there to hurt people. And I don't know what happened. Uh, and you can't blame the Islanders. Cause that was a long time. After. <laughs> <laughs> Not us guys. Not us. No. Yeah. Don't look at us. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and so, yeah, after two, two incredibly truncated one season of just five games with the Sharks, uh, he, he retired at, at the age of 32. And again, if you look up and down his numbers, I mean, they're not bad for a guy who spent, you know, 71 games suspended over the course of his career. I mean, he had 290 points and 630 games. It's pretty good. And, and he had a lot of knee problems, too. Yeah, well, he kept driving him into other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, he, it is fun. Like, his career... I, I I guess like if you asked anybody, including Islander fans, like you know he's he's it's he's like one of five players I guess in the NHL whose career now you just think of like oh like what do you what are your thoughts when someone says the name Rafi Torres and ninety nine percent of the people will be like I hate him suspensions <laughs> like there's very few NHL players who whose reputation is even <laughs> like in that that universe it's like I'm trying to think of a few like I guess. Bertuzzi ended up getting there, but he he had a really good yeah. career. Well, if you ask there. Islanders fans, it's Dale Hunter. But if you right. ask Caps fans, right, yeah, Dale right. But he but like these guys, like Hunter and, and Bertuzzi, had like some some serious right. careers before this. And the Raffi, of course, like there were some some moments, but him and I don't. I mean, I really don't know because the other guys would be more enforcer types. Uh, I can't really even think of anyone who's had a a career like his at all. Yeah. Simon, I guess maybe. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Chris Simon would 
Yeah. Be up there. But um, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't really get those guys. I mean, he was a villain. Like that's he yeah. was a villain that was just basically hated by everybody. And he dressed up as Jay Z for Halloween. Yes, that is also another thing. He did. A very bad idea. And yeah. yeah, that yeah, that got that got a lot of people's anger up for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was pretty bad. Um. Which, but that's a perfect segue to uh the kind of follow up we don't often get here on Weird Islanders the podcast. You know, I do it kind of a a just a Google search for them and uh you find out what uh what that player is doing now and uh the great thing is as of last year um Rafi Torres is mentoring youth players <laughs> for the Elliott Lake Red Wings of uh the uh something called the NOJHL. Uh so uh yeah he's uh he's Rafi will be helping out at our camp and golf tournament and is a great inspiration to young up and coming hockey players. That's uh um, uh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, that's the uh the Elliott Lake Red Wings. Um uh bring, now that was from last year, so I don't know if he if he injured any kids in over the last year and <laughs> uh got suspended or not, but uh but that's not something I expected to read. It was Rafi Torres mentoring youth youth hockey players. So and um and the picture of him, I'll, I'll include the link, but the picture of him and during his blue jackets days. Really just he just looks like a man who's like, please get me out of Columbus. He really does not want to be there. But there you go. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I wish we had more to say about Rafi. We had more to say, I think, about Yanni Ninema than we had to say about Rafi Torres. I mean, that was one of the first things I thought about when, when I saw this name, <laughs> the name come across. I'm like, first thing in, in, in that weird word association game, I just played a hypothetical one. For, for me, it's Yanni Ninema. Like, mm. Rafi Torres, to me, means Yanni Ninema because he brings, he ends up bringing this guy who, like I said, was was like a kind of like a narwhal. And mm. he's had the one of the, the coolest names, the, the blonde mm. hair. Uh, and, the, the, like, it was so exciting because the Islanders didn't, after that 2000, after the, the summer leading into the 0102 season, like, the Islanders really were quiet in terms of mm. transactions. So, like, getting Yanni Ninema, getting, making a trade with, to get Yanni Ninema was a huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. he, I mean, even if we find out about it 20 hours later, it was, it was awesome <laughs> to, to get Yanni Ninema. Doesn't matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like it, so the, the fact that the Islanders were then able to, to dress a team that had Yanni Ninema and, and Sven Butenshan on the same blue line, <laughs> oh, like you're, you're talking about Rafi Torres, you know, his, his greatest tribute to it, or yeah. the thing that he paid off the most was, was getting us this right. legend. I mean, Yanni Ninema and Sven Butenchan have to have the most amount of vowels of a deep. <laughs> As a deep pair, yeah. And then I, there is there, there's a deli somewhere on Long Island that has a Sven Butenchan <laughs> jersey hanging up still oh, behind it. the counter. Did did Yanni Ninema also have unfortunate facial hair? Because I know Butenchan did. He had a very unfortunate yeah. sort of goatee. Yeah thing going on there yeah he was trying his best okay yeah, that makes sense um, the uh the ninema yeah ninema's he had the it was it was very you know blonde and kind of thin he was very that that era was finished mm, like yeah you know besides solani who was a look of his own everyone else kind of looked had that ninema look where it's like very blonde blue eyes and uh yeah he's his i think he had you know boot shots was obviously just iconic but ninemus was you know he had a i think just like a kind of like a goatee like he tried like nick said he did try 
<laughs> it wouldn't oh. have been, I, I wonder if I wonder if Lou would have let Boot John keep his because he would have just been like, "That is something else." That is, I don't know. <laughs> nah. Wispy, it's wispy. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was it was bad. I mean, there was a lot of unfortunate. Karen's too had a number. I would never tell him that to his face, but no, Eric Karen's no. also had an unfortunate facial hair thing going on at that time. But uh, which is why, again, I, I don't mind Lou's, you know, rule because some guys. They just don't grow beards, and some guys grow beards very poorly. So, so every once in a while, you have a Nick Letty, like that's a problem. Like Nick Letty needs to have the beard. If I mm-hmm. were Lou, I would have let Nick Letty keep the beard. But some guys, you know, they just they just look better without facial hair. And Spen Bootenshawn is one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and obviously, you know, again with, with Torres, like the connection to Brad Isbister, who we could probably do a whole other episode on, as being. By hands down, one of the most disappointing Islanders to ever, <laughs> ever skate for the team. You uh, know what? It might be me because Brad Isbister actually bought me a bagel at Dunkin' Donuts. My God. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When I was young. Yeah, this was pre-Torres. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in line and he was right in front of me. And I said, you look like Brad Isbister. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, what are you having? No, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Bought, he bought yeah. me a bit. That's amazing. Yeah. Where was where was the Dunkin' Donuts? It was right across from Cheesecake on Old Country Road. There you um, go. it was uh, also like a it was a one of those slashies. It was Dunkin' Donuts slash some Basket. sandwich. Oh, um, Baskin Robbins, right? No, it was oh. it was a, a sandwich shop that I had never heard of, and I don't think I've ever heard of. <laughs> Blimpy. No. no. <laughs> oh, I'm out of sandwich shops. Then. Sorry. Right. That's, <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's that's an amazing story. I and you know that's a very cool thing for Brad Isbister to have done. And uh, knowing what the Islanders got paid in those days, probably the only thing he possibly could have done was <laughs> to buy you a bagel. That's <laughs> all I got, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to Mike. You gotta get me a raise. You gotta, I, I can't get you, but a bagel I got. You know, so. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Well, I mean, you've had you've had quite a star-crossed uh, Islanders fan <laughs> in life. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, even before the ball. Runnings. That's funny. That's amazing. Uh, what about Pizza Hut? Did you ever run anybody at the Pizza? Which, first of all, what Pizza Hut was it? It was also. I mean, I I lived right off of Old Country Road. Okay. So all of my jobs were in that area. All right. This one, was it the one on on Hempstead it, Turnpike over there by? No, it's the it was the one on Old Country Road. Okay, uh, right across from uh, Bocce Cafe. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I know the one. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was my first interesting restaurant job. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you didn't you didn't run into any Islanders trying to out pizza the hut though. No, no, I did not. <laughs> um, Although one of uh, I, I did make a regular out of Miro Shatan. Oh, uh, yeah, he was uh, he would he would come in and uh, just sit by himself and get the same thing every time. Which That's was awesome. steak, steak Diane, medium rare. <laughs> wow. he would, yeah, he would just sit there and I would I would chat with him about, you know, how things were going. He knew I was a fan. Um, and then this one. One time, this old lady sits next to him, and she's by <laughs> herself. She's like seventy, um, and just starts talking to him. And she was like, "Like, what do you do?" And he's like, "I play hockey." She's like, 
No, no, for a job. What do you do for a job? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, I play hockey. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Did, did you get the oh, impression? Oh, my job? My job is I, 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 I rip, I, I snipe top corners on the power yeah. play off of these from Ashen. Did you get the impression at that age that this man would one day be the general manager of the Slovakian national <laughs> hockey team? <laughs> I could tell just yes. the look in his eye. You, you just you knew. <laughs> He's got definitely got the look. He's a smart mm-hmm. guy, you know, very very determined. You can tell just from his face. So that that's an amazing story. I wonder if that lady went home and like was like, <laughs> I went to the Cheesecake Factory and no, this she, guy. She probably was like, I I think I I had an experience with the with the devil. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, told, he was just a young guy eating alone. It's, it's like a movie where where the devil is like a character. Like right. he's like, I, and, and he told me his name was Shatan, Sh- and it dawned on me going home. That's funny. And he doesn't know what a job is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying Long Island has some hockey team, but I know that's not true. There's no way. I thought that team moved years ago. <laughs> so, wow, that that those are amazing stories. That, I can't believe that. That's you. You really managed to rub elbows with. I mean, you have name dropped more Islanders in this one episode than we've had <laughs> all season, <laughs> so, which is which is awesome. I mean, and that that just shows the power of Nick Costa, the charisma, the business acumen. You are able to put yourself in these positions uh, as a successful businessman, and uh, we could not thank you enough for all the things you've done for Islanders fans uh, over the years and, and Islanders uh, players. And Islanders players as well. Uh, so, so what's on the horizon? We're not going to say too much, but uh, you have some 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 big news for us to keep an eye out for, right? Is that yeah, true? yeah? I would just say, uh, I mean, depending on when this episode is released, just uh, keep your eye on the the social medias, um, <laughs> because yeah, we got some uh, pretty cool stuff cooking yes. in the very near future. I I agree. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, in the meantime, uh, obviously, b- before next season, when everybody can can come see you at Offside at UBS Arena, which obviously everybody should, uh, where can everybody uh, follow you on those social medias? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Offside underscore Tavern. Um, and uh, we also have a, an Instagram that I haven't looked at in a few years. <laughs> Uh, I believe that's just offside, offside yeah. NYC. There you go. Um, and um, coming soon to TikTok as well. Oh, I'm excited for that. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, by the way, if anybody else is on Instagram, uh, Anthony Bovillier has been in like Morocco and <laughs> Matt Barzell has been in Italy, which he calls the motherland, which <laughs> I did not know. Barzell was a Paisan, but there you go. And apparently, uh, uh, JG Pajot and his wife are in France. So uh Islanders all around the world there. So keep an eye. If you're if you're in Europe anytime soon, keep an eye open because you may run into an Islander or two <laughs> someplace. At the Cheesecake Factory Paris. At the Cheesecake Factory. Yes. <laughs> in Milan, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's a cheesecake factory in Marrakesh where uh Anthony yeah. has had lunch at some point. Uh Mike, where can everybody find you uh on Twitter? The Big Lee Basket with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski with two E's. Uh, he he has been a barrel of nerves lately. So uh, and I'm sure as all of you are as well. But uh, this has been a great time. We've had so much fun. 
not talking about the Rangers and talking about all these many Islanders who have, <laughs> who have uh, stopped and, and talked and uh, had uh, interactions with Nick Costa. And uh, I hope you, you had a lot of fun. We'll get you back on again next season. Uh, and, and we'll grab another guy uh, from, from one of these years, I think, because uh, uh, there's so much to be mined from, from this this era of Islanders, uh, even, you know, whether they played 31 games or like 300 games. There's a lot of guys. I feel like they didn't. Did they home grow any players in this era? Like DPH was it, it feels like him, it that was stuck like, around. Him, yeah, it there wasn't too many. And then Martinez, like they just yeah. well, Hunter, <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, but he wasn't play. drafted by us. Like he. he oh yeah, that's right. He, yeah, like it was uh, the Islanders. Like they yeah, were the just all mercenaries. Out was like a poso. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It was it was a weird time because they just right. <laughs> it's Mike Milbury, man. He just kept trading everybody exactly. over and over again. But uh, but Nick, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you had, you had a good time. Yeah, this has been awesome, guys. Can't wait to come back. You definitely will. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back again with an Islanders anxiety uh, probably next week. And then some more weird Islanders uh, before the end of the season. And uh, until then, thanks for listening. And keep the Islanders weird. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye.